Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 39, The Power of Time Management. It's June 24, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and definitely podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. time management. Well, let me tell you, I know already that for some or many of you listening to this, this is like nails on the chalkboard for you. You just detest making lists or anything about time, and I understand that. And even so, there are tremendous, tremendous benefits to increasing your skills in the area of time management. So my request is that you listen to this podcast, even if you can't stand the topic, with an open mind and um, consider the benefits. Because what I know, having coached people in this area for a very, very long time, is that the benefits are real, the benefits are very significant, and we know that from the research as well. So one of the things that time management uh, is good for is it's protective for depression and mental health disorders, especially for children. So when we look at childhood experiences, there's this thing called the ACE score for adverse childhood experiences. And I understand you might not know a lot about that or anything about that, but it's it's very fascinating and it's very significant. And about half of the U.S. children, you know, experience, uh, have an ACE score or an adverse childhood experience. So it's very important that we do everything we can to protect them. One in six U.S. children ages six to six years to 17 experiences a mental health disorder each year. That's pretty, that's pretty high. And there has a 50, been a 52% rise in adolescent major depressive episodes from 2005 to 2017 which we can just ratchet up because of the pandemic. And $247 billion, that's $247 billion are spent each year in the U.S. on childhood mental health disorders. So, and by the way, the above statistics come from this amazing and fascinating website, which is www.brainfutures.org. And they happen to have a wonderful page on neuroplasticity of the brain. That's like one of my favorite topics. Okay, I do have a lot of favorite topics. So the thing that you might not know is that you have this part of your brain that's called the executive functioning part of your brain. And uh, it's extremely important. And according to the Harvard University Center on Developing the Developing Child, in the brain, the ability to hold on to and work with information, focus thinking, filter distractions, and switch gears are some of the 
significant capacities of the executive function of the brain and self-regulation. So the executive function of your brain and or your child's brain involves working memory, flexible mental flexibility and self-control, all which are very important to not only school and work achievement, but positive behaviors and good health. So I'm going to cover later on in the podcast the significant benefits to improving your time management skills, as well as the benefits to making a list. It's very important, but it's also equally important that you understand this is really important. so impactful. It's really impactful. So let's, I'm going to ask you to, to have an open mind and open your heart and now let's dive in. So what am I going to cover in this podcast? Well, I'm going to cover first off the most common or some of the more common objections to improving time management skills. Then I'm going to cover the top overall benefits to having time management skills as well as then the benefits of making a list. The next thing I'm going to talk about is your consciousness relative to time and then what are your feelings and attitudes towards time and why that's important. I'm going to give you a little sampling of different kinds of lists you can make and then I'm going to give you some steps to start improving your time management skills. Some takeaways and then a call to action. So if you're new to my content, uh, you can visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my current giveaway, which is called, Look, Look, I Want a Book. I know, I'm crazy. So you can register to win a copy of my uh, book being given away, which is a handbook on how to be well-loved, happy, and healthy. Two copies are given away each month, and now it's I just changed it to go through the end of December 2022 because I just seem to love giveaways. Now the next thing is very important, which is my disclaimer. I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any fashion. And you should always get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed medical professional. That's just what you should do. If you happen to be thinking about harming yourself or if you're suicidal, I'm asking you to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you to tell people. I'm asking you to take some action because there is help available. Put it on social media. Ask for help. That's what it is. So, Next up, I I like this section, and this may resonate with some of you, especially if you're not in love with the idea of time management. What are the common objections to improving your time management skills? Well, here's, here's verbatim what people have said to me. Here's a sampling of what people have said to me over many years. Uh, I don't have enough time to consider time management. I'm just not good with time. I'm too busy. I have too much to do. I'm overwhelmed with all I have to do now. I hate time. I wish it were yesterday. I'm not that organized. That takes too much time. I tried that, but it didn't work. Are you kidding me? I don't have time for that. And I wouldn't know where to begin. So those are very common objections as to why people 
don't dig in and start improving time management skills because they're just a skill. It's a skill like anything else. And interestingly enough, as a life coach, those objections that I just shared with you, which come from people I work with, by the way, are also the same objections or reasons why people don't change any number of things in their life. Like, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do this. It's a, it's a very, very common objection. And when someone has high time management skills, that's not the objection they have. They might say, like I would say, I'm not interested in doing that, or that doesn't serve my purpose, or that doesn't, it's not in alignment with what I'm committed to. But I almost almost never tell someone I don't have enough time because I have plenty of time. So while we're talking about time, and I really am asking, you know, sincerely, that you keep an open mind to this podcast, I'm going to address this issue of not having enough time. Because having coached people, this is the first place, well, this is one of the first places to start. So the reality is that we all, as human beings, each have 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, for a total of 168 hours available to us. Assuming that you sleep eight hours a night, which for some of you is high, um, that's 56 hours. Let's, let's throw in that you work 40 hours a week. Let's throw in that for three hours a day, you are either cooking or shopping or doing laundry or other chores or you know exercise. So there's 21 hours. Then we're going to throw in that you have a 30-minute commute to work. So there's another seven hours, 30 minutes each way. And we're going to throw in another four hours for whatever else you might have to do that I didn't think of. All of those numbers add up to leaving you with 40 hours a week unaccounted for. If you're one of those people who works more than 40 hours, so say you work 50 hours a week, you'd still have 30 hours a week left. And the issue is, how are you using your time? When I break it down for people like that, it's usually a little shocking. Now, some of you have you know, children you're caring for or your caregivers to your parents or you have other constraints, the the point is you still have time, more time than you know. So let's switch gears and go into the overall benefits of time management skills. These are just kind of the broad general benefits. So number one, you will have more time to do what you want. You won't have less time, you'll have more time. You will have more energy, you will have more freedom in your life. You will have more control over your life. You will be making better choices in your life. You will feel more confident and powerful. You will feel happy. You will feel a sense of accomplishment. And more often than not, people begin to act on and execute life goals and life plans. And people usually expand themselves and take on new challenges. And lastly, it will absolutely help develop and enhance the executive functioning of your brain. And we know that's very important. So those are kind of the overall general benefits. However, there are specific benefits to making a list, which 
I know, I can just hear some of you groaning. <laughs> I, listen, I work with enough people. I know some of you people listening to this are just rolling your eyes, whatever you're doing, going, oh my gosh. Well, I have a list here. Of course I have a list of 35 ways that making a list can help you. So if the previous benefits, the overall benefits of time management weren't appealing to you, oh, gee, I don't know why they wouldn't be. Why not, you know, who doesn't want to have more time? Who doesn't want to have more energy? Who doesn't want to be happier? Who doesn't want to have more freedom? Of course people want those things. They just don't know how to get there. So without going through each number, I'm going to give you the overall list of benefits that making lists will give you. So number one, you will get more done. I'm talking about an increase in productivity and there's no question lists help people be more productive. You will have more time. Even though taking, making, taking the time to make a list does take some time, yes it does, it will because you become more efficient and productive end up leaving you with more time because you're not wasting time. It will help you be more focused. Making a list of any kind requires that you do actual thinking, which means that you're focused because you have to make decisions and you have to decide what's going on the list, what's not going on the list. And it will help you move forward towards having a life that you love, which is the end all be all. Don't you want to have a life that you love? Yes, you do. Everybody does. It will be harder to distract you. It's easy to have distractions in life, and we all have distractions. But when you get practiced at making lists and you start to see the rewards, then you will, it will become harder and harder for you to be distracted from what you're up to and what you're committed to. You will feel good eventually if you stick to it. Seriously, you will. I mean, in the beginning, making lists might feel a little awkward, might feel uncomfortable, might even seem weird to you. I promise you, if you stick with it, you will start to feel better and better as you see, oh, I'm not wasting so much time. Oh, look, I have this extra free time. Next, you will have a visual to see your accomplishments. So many times at the end of a day, we kind of wonder, like, what did I do all day? And you're just kind of like, hmm, I don't know what I did all day. Well, if you have a list for the day, you will be very clear about what you did that day or didn't do sometimes. But it gives you a visual to see your accomplishments. And it, be, and it can be also a powerful tool even on bad days, which is the next benefit. It, it can provide a structure for difficult times. It can you forward. I don't need anyone to tell me how hard or painful life can be or difficult. I just, I know people, I know. But what I also know is that when you have a list, it can pull you forward. It can motivate you powerfully towards what you're committed to, which hopefully is to be well-loved, hopefully it's to be happy, hopefully it's to be healthy, hopefully you want all these great things for yourself. And a list can help pull you forward on the worst of days. Next, it can help lower anxiety. <clears throat> well, most of us have some anxiety from, you know, now and then, and some people have more than others. Having a list 
can lower your anxiety because it's a, it's a visual concrete sign that you are making progress and that you are moving towards a better life and something that's more powerful and rewarding. So we know that making lists can help lower anxiety. Next, it can help you create a life that you love. Well, this is the whole intention of everything that I write and blog and make podcasts about is for you to be happy, well-loved, and healthy. And lists can help you do that. Next, it will help you to prioritize what matters most. You, When you're making a list, you're going to be making decisions. I like to say I'm triaging my priorities and putting them in order. Um... And, and that's part of the thinking, you know, like it forces you to figure out what, what are you going to do with your time. Uh, it will separately reduce your stress levels. Well, first of all, when you're more productive, when you're more efficient, when you have more free time and all the other benefits, of course, your stress levels are going to go down because you're more in control of your life. You, you know what you're clear about what needs to be done and what what has to be taken care of. So it will help reduce your stress levels, which is highly beneficial. Next, it will help you save money. Listen, you know, people pay extra on shipping because they didn't order a gift and now it's going to be late or they spend extra money in late charges because they didn't pay a bill on time or they're making, you know, extra trips to the store because they forgot this or that. There's no question making lists can help you save money and it will motivate you or hopefully it should motivate you or it can motivate you because you're working towards something that you are inspired by or that makes you happy. I mean, this is the whole point people. Next, it definitely helps people feel more confident. And that's my opinion based on years of working with people. The more people grow skills, and I'm not just talking about time management skills. I'm talking about life skills. I'm talking about emotional skills. When people start to grow skills or build their muscles, they naturally feel more confident. I mean, think about it. You know, when you're a really skilled driver, you feel confident when you get in the car and drive on the road. All right. It can be a handy reference for what's going on. And quite frankly, you know, life is chaotic, life is busy, and it's easy to get distracted. So it's a very good handy reference for what's going on and what you don't want to forget. Next, it can help you clear your mind. Now, I know that some of you are just, you know, you're not all in on this, which is fine. But making a list can definitely help you clear your mind of the clutter because hopefully you're writing down the things that you need to do or that you want to do or that you don't want to forget and it can provide a catch-all place for little tidbits of, of life here and there. Next, oh my heavens, it can definitely help you sleep better. Now, when you have less anxiety and your stress levels are going down and you feel more confident and you know you're more productive and you know you're more efficient and you know you're not wasting so much time, don't you think you would sleep better? Well, yeah, you would. So I do I do have a podcast on how to sleep really well because I have coached people in that. And that's a very fascinating area in terms of all the issues and reasons why some people don't sleep well. Uh, so I do go into a little bit more detail in that podcast. So if you have problems sleeping, that's probably a podcast for you. 
Next, it will help you avoid problems. Listen, making a list can help you avoid huge big problems and small problems. I mean, how many people have gotten in trouble, you know, missed deadlines, made, you know, financial bad decisions because they were not, you know, on top of things. Definitely making a list can help you avoid all kinds of problems. Next, it's a tool that can help you corral other areas of your life. Life is chaotic, life is messy, life is hard, life is all those things. But as you begin to use list making and making lists as a tool, it's, you know, typically, this is what typically happens. People start to get in control of their life. They start to see, oh, look, now I have an extra hour here, there, whatever. All right, what am I going to do with that time? They start to then begin taking on other areas of life because you just don't want to tolerate it. Next, it's a great reminder of what you're up to. It's so easy to get, you know, kind of sucked into the drift of life. There is definitely a drift or an undertow to life. And having a list absolutely can help serve on the worst of days or on problematic days to remind you what you're up to. Next, it's free. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to make a list. You don't need any software. You don't need, you know, you don't even need a computer. You can do it on a pencil with a pencil and scrap paper. So it's free. Next, it's easy. It's not rocket scientistry, people. You know, there is no magic about it. It does involve some thinking, but it's, it's on the scale of things being easy or difficult, it's pretty easy. And next, this is a great one. It can help you say no and mean it. I know how hard it is to say no to people. Trust me, I'm a people pleaser. Well, I was a people pleaser, but I just still have that tendency or that I lean towards that. When you're clear about what you're committed to, what you want for your life, what works for you, etc., it becomes easier to say no because things don't line up for what you're committed to. And it makes it easier to mean it. So it's, it will be very helpful if you have any trouble saying no. Next, it's very good for your brain. I mean, doing actual thinking is very good for your brain. And, and brain science I find very fascinating. So a lot of things we do in life we do repetitively. And we do that because what we know scientifically is that conserves energy for your brain. So it's a good thing. At the same time, doing actual thinking is also protective and good for your brain. Now, if you happen, on a side note, if you happen to, to be dealing with overwhelm or you frequently feel overwhelmed, I do have material and content about that, and I would highly recommend that if overwhelm is a frequent theme or topic for you, that you dive in and, de and deal with that because overwhelm is actually a construct that you can break down and deal with once and for all. Next, it will help you build the muscle of integrity. Integrity is magical. I mean, I love integrity. I try to keep integrity in every area of my life. But the more lists you make ongoingly, the more you're going to want to and, and keep your promises and your word, and it will help you build your integrity. Next, it will help you be more trustworthy. Well, everyone loves people who are trustworthy. Do you want to be friends with people who you can't trust? No, nobody wants to be around people who are untrustworthy. And the more you engage in building your skills on 
time management and making lists, you will increase your trustworthiness factor. Next, it forces you to pause. This is interesting because I love this aspect of making lists and time management because we're often so busy in the grind of life. You know, we're doing work, we're doing this, we're doing that, and it's go, 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 like chronic going. That to make a list, you actually have to take a little pause because you have to do actual thinking, you have to do some assessments. And I actually love the pause because it, 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 for so many reasons, it helps me see my progress. It helps me, you know, prioritize, but a pause in life is a good thing. Next, it can help you build self-esteem. There's no question, given all the benefits I've already covered, that it would help raise your self-esteem. You may not know this, but approximately 85% of the population has low self-esteem. So it is a huge problem and this will help help you with that. Next, it will help you get control of your own life. There are many of you listening to this who have circumstances or situations that are not under your control. I get that. I understand that. I've dealt with that. It applies to pretty much everyone, differing degrees. But when you know, your time or some of your time at least is something that you do have control over and this will help you get more and more and more control over your life. Of course, it'll also help you realize, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. That doesn't, that doesn't serve me. Next, it's a grounding activity to help you stay in reality. I mean, it's very grounding in my opinion. So what do I mean by that? I mean, like, it's sometimes easy to be in denial about different things. But when you're making a list, doing actual thinking and assessments and becoming self-aware and all the components, it's really hard to be in wishful thinking or magical thinking or denial. So it's a grounding activity to help you stay in reality. Next, it will help you become more self-disciplined. That's always a good thing. You know, like self-discipline is amazing. Next, it will improve your reliability factor. And I included this because reliability is different than trustworthiness. There are people in your life who are reliable, but you don't trust them. So trustworthiness and reliability are not the same thing. And when you're habitual about managing your life, managing your time, how you use your time, and you, of course, then you're keeping your promises more and more and more because you're not going to make promises that you know you don't want to keep or that don't serve you. Your reliability factor will go up exponentially and people love reliable people. Like it's a magnet. Trustworthiness and reliability are magnets to people. Next, it will help you reach your goals. Well, even though this is towards the end of the list because I only have one more, um, this is one of the number one reasons to make a list because, you know, you, well, first of all, I know a lot of you aren't making goals. That's a huge problem in, in the world. But, you know, like we know from the research of making goals and then going after them and taking the actions will help you be happier, will help you be healthier. So, you know, you if your life is tanked, then it's time to start doing something different. And making a list will help you reach your goals, whatever they are. Lastly, you get rewards. Well, I'm not going to cover it in this podcast, although I'm going to mention it twice. I'm a big fan of having a reward system. Yes, a personal reward system. Because in my experience, 
personally and with coaching other people, they're powerful and they work. So you can find out more on my podcast on motivation and I have, you know, different material on having a personal reward system and how to go about it. So those are the top 35 benefits to making a list, which is extraordinary. I mean, don't you want at least a couple of those things? Well, I hope so. So I want to talk to you. So when I coach someone in time management, there's two pieces we kind of have to look at before we can go forward. So the first piece is your level of consciousness about time and how you use your time. So to be frank, to be very honest, most people are simply not that conscious about how they use their time and what they're doing all day. So I don't want you beating yourself up if you're not really like, I don't know, where does that 168 hours go? Please don't beat yourself up about that. This is normal. It's just normal not to understand that. So for presentations, in time management, I have a visual, which is a time consciousness continuum that I developed. I know. Well, it makes sense to me. So, and I have, there's a visual of this on my, on my website, but you'll get the idea. So, you know, a continuum is just a straight line with two ends or, or going off in, in infinity. But so in this area, we're going to say on the left-hand side of the line or the continuum is unconscious. You're un conscious about time and you know that's kind of like you're asleep about time or you're not aware or you have negative or a non-existent relationship to time or you have low time management skills or you're not using your abilities so that's kind of on the unconscious end and in the middle is kind of like well I'm somewhat aware I know I'm wasting time or I know I could you know, do more, this or that, but you're, you're kind of in the middle. And then on the, on the right-hand side is, is someone who's very conscious of how they use their time. They value their time. They are awake and aware to time, and they have a high degree of skills and abilities, and they use those skills and abilities productively, judiciously, and prudently. I mean, I don't, I value my time. I value my life. I don't, I don't let people waste my time. Like, why would I do that? And, and because I'm respectful of others, I don't waste other people's time. So here's the reality. You know, when I start coaching people in the area of time management, the first kind of layer is they start to become conscious. They start to kind of wake up and go, hmm, how am I spending my 168 hours in the week and they just, just begin to have an awareness and throughout the process then you move on the continuum to becoming more and more and more conscious so don't beat yourself up if you really have no idea where your time goes that's normal that's typical but we're showing you a new pathway here the next aspect which is very significant when I coach people or do time management workshops is to distinguish and uncover what your feelings and attitudes are about time. So I have a continuum for that, of course, because of course if I'm doing a workshop, I want to have a visual. Um, so first of all, your emotions, if you're not aware of this, are your superpower. Oh yes, they are. They are a superpower. The catch is 
that most people don't know how to have their emotions be a superpower because their emotional intelligence hasn't been grown and developed to a high level. So I have my second podcast is by that title, Emotions as a Superpower, and I have a couple other podcasts about how to start growing different, different emotions. But this is like the thing. You're not going to go to the gym if you join it, if you hate going to the gym and you have a negative emotion. Weight Watchers knows they've got to transform your view or create a new story about it. Everybody knows you're not going to do something that you hate or you're going to be very uninclined to do something that you hate. So it's important and valuable to distinguish how you feel about something and your attitudes about something before you embark on making any changes. So on the continuum, again, straight line, on the left-hand side, I have the negative. Like you feel negative about time. You complain that there's never enough time. You're, you know, the victim because everybody's using your time or everybody's wasting your time or everyone's, you know, taking up your time and there's never enough. It's all kind of in the negative genre of feelings. In the middle, somewhat neutral, kind of neutral, and on the right-hand side is the positive side where, you know, you have positive feelings about time, positive relationships to time management skills, making a list, um, that you have good feelings, very positive feelings about and attitudes towards time. And again, when I start working with people on a one-to-one -one basis or in a workshop format, People are not going, oh, I love this topic. No, they're not. They can't stand this topic. I'm, I'm very well aware of how much people do not like time management or making lists or all the things. Yet, having worked with enough people and being highly skilled at it myself, I know the value. So, emotions control more of your life than you possibly, reasonably probably understand. And you're going to continue to avoid anything, most likely, that you feel negatively about. So it's important to start to distinguish your feelings and attitudes about time. And I'll get into a, a tiny bit more about that when I go through the steps that I'm going to share with you so you can start improving your time. So it is very important, no matter what you're doing, whether it's, you know, any area of your life, you're going to start working out, you want to, you know, your house is, whatever is a mess or needs attention, it's really valuable and helpful to have a positive and empowering view of that. Next, I'm just going to mention briefly some different kinds of lists in case you're not aware. And of course, you know, I have to tell you, I was roasted when I graduated from college. And uh, I won't say all the story because that will date me, but... But basically, I was roasted for having lists of my lists. And yes, I have lists of my lists. So you can have a daily list. You can have a weekly list. I mean, list for the day of what you need to do. List for the week of what needs to be, get, be uh, done for the week. There's grocery lists. There's lists of errands. There's a master list. So I just will sidebar on the master list. I'm a big fan of master lists and when I coach people individually they do get to the point eventually where they also have the master list and a master list simply put is that list that drives your overall vision for your life like 
Where do you want to be? What is like the vision, the goal, the roadmap? And the master list then drives your weekly list or your daily list. And it's, it's wonderful. I have written material about that on my website. So packing lists, if you take regular excursions or trips, lists of goals for the year. Well, I hope you set goals for the year, but the reality is most people don't. Like, you know, like 95 or 97% of people don't write goals. A completion list. I will sidebar on completion lists. And I did talk about a completion list in some of my other podcasts. So this is not a list for you, by the way, if you're just starting out. This is like a highly advanced skill in time management. But a completion list, in my opinion, how I use it, is it's a list of things that need to be completed or that are unfinished or that need to be dealt with. And I have been doing a completion list for a very, very long time. Sometimes I write them up on a computer. Most likely I do. I have one from like your very long time ago. It was like 48 things. And so completion lists can be very overwhelming for beginners, which is why it's an advanced type of list. At the same time, anytime you complete something, that is powerful. People feel empowered when they get their college degree, when they graduate from high school, when they finish a project. People, there is a power to completion that is available to anyone and to everyone by completing things. Here's the catch though. More people than not don't finish things. They leave things unfinished. So that's kind of an advanced list that I'm just mentioning because I'm going over a list of lists. Bucket lists, of course, most people are familiar with bucket lists. And of course, I have a reward list as well as the people I coach because I'm a fan of using a personal reward system. So there's some, there's a sampling of different kinds of lists and there's many more lists you could have, but so be it. That gives you some the flavor of lists. So next, I'm really excited to talk to you about the steps for improving time management skills. Because, of course, I want you to have a great life. Like, everything I do is about you being happy and being healthy and being, like, in love with life. And that doesn't mean that life is going to become magical and easy. There's always an edge to life. There's always some hardness. But the more you have skills and abilities the less painful and the less difficult life is. So the first step is to start becoming more conscious about time. You know, that's really just kind of starting to wake up, starting to notice. You're going to start to observe, you know, and I highly recommend having a childlike wonder about it instead of a beat myself up with a bat kind of, you know, hard up being hard on your life. And just kind of like, oh, I'm just noticing, gosh, I'm sitting here doing X, Y, and Z, and I could be doing something else, whatever. Just start to notice, start to become more conscious. This next step is to start to notice how you're feeling. How do you feel about time? What do you think about time? I mean, you know, the, the first step to growing emotional intelligence is self-awareness. So, this falls into that, and you're going to start to notice what are you saying about time? How many times a day, a week, or a month do you say, I don't have time for that? I don't have time for this. I don't have time. Like, just start to notice. You're just, please don't make it wrong. Please don't be like all judgy and mad about it. Just notice. Just like, 
begin to explore. How do you feel moment by moment as you embark? This is like a wonderful opportunity. They're going to start to notice your feelings and what you think. Next, you're going to make a commitment. And I say, be all in for this adventure. Yes, you want to make life adventurous. Why not? You want to make life fun. Listen, I'm a diehard fan of fun. If it's not fun, I'm going to make it fun or I'm probably not doing it. Which means most things I have to make fun because not everything is fun. We know that. So make a commitment. You have to be all in. That doesn't mean you're going to be an expert in a week or month or you know, however, it means you're like committed. You want this wonderful, amazing life. You want this. You want to be happy. You want to be healthy. You want to have life go your way. And this will help you. So make a commitment, be all in, be all in and have fun. Like, like if things aren't fun, you're going to quit. So make it fun. Next, it's really important that you create empowering thoughts and empowering feelings about this. Because, like, it's important for everything. Yes, it's critical. Like, I mean, seriously, you know, how many people do you know, including yourself maybe, joined a gym, paid the dues, and then never went? That's, like, pretty commonplace. Or joined Weight Watchers, or this, that, and the next thing. It's just common. And one of the, the showstoppers or the roadblocks is, is that you, ha you haven't transformed your views or your thinking about whatever it is you're doing. So you've got to really, you know, have some positive things like, I want to have this life I love and this will help me, blah, blah, blah. All right, next, get a buddy or team of people who also want to have a great life, who also want to improve their time management skills. Well, given how... The majority of people aren't that great with time management. You have a large pool to pick from. And I'm a fan of not doing life alone. You can do life alone. Have at it. I mean, I'm single, so I'm clearly alone. But I don't do life alone. I bring people along as much as possible because it's way more fun. And I love having fun. Make it an adventure. If you don't have enough friends, which is so common. Oh my gosh, it's painful, but it is extremely common. I'd say it's the rule or the norm, then you could create a group who wants to do this and become friends. You could start a group on Meetup. You know, there's a million ways. Okay, maybe not a million, but there's lots of ways that you could get a buddy or create a team of people who want the same thing and then make it fun. Next, implement a reward system. Oh my gosh, I'm such a fan of rewards. Not just having a reward system, but acknowledging every milestone, every accomplishment. Why not? Because life is so hard. We know life is hard. Like long before the pandemic, life is hard, people. Absolutely hard. Maybe not for you. Hey, your life hasn't been hard. I'm happy for you. I'm really over the top happy for you. But for most people, life is hard. And we know how many people are struggling. So of course, reward systems are phenomenal. Now, I have a podcast on motivation, which goes through how to set up a personal reward system. I'm just simply here in this podcast saying you're probably more likely to be successful if you're going to, you know, reward yourself. It's like the level up thing in gaming. All right, next, 
Having coached people for so long, I do recommend that you start small because you want to be successful. So you're not going to like make a completion list right out of the gates. No, 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 no. You're going to just start small. Maybe just start with a daily list. Only put a couple things on it and then do what you can. But you don't want to beat yourself up if you only do one thing out of five. So start small and begin to build your skills build your muscles, and reward yourself as you're going along. The next thing I recommend is to develop self-compassion on the way. Like you're not, you're not just not going to beat yourself up for whatever you don't do or however it's going. So one thing that most people, not everyone, but most people don't have a high level of self-compassionate. They can be compassionate to everyone else in the world, just full of empathy. But when it comes to themselves, it's literally like take the bat out of your hand because you're just hitting yourself with the bat. And this is a wonderful and amazing gift to have the skill of self-compassion. I do have a podcast that goes into a little bit more detail. It's on self-care and self-compassion. But I'm really suggesting as strongly as possible that you be gentle and kind to yourself while you're on this journey. Next, celebrate every little step and accomplishment. Yes, yes, yes. Create a party, create an event. Do something to say, hey, I am celebrating the fact that I'm on a time management journey, so we're going out to dinner tonight. Or, hey, I'm hosting a party, and I'm celebrating that I'm on this journey. Whatever. Like, celebrate. Celebrate, 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 celebrate. Next, ask for help if you get stuck or stalled in the process. It's just not unusual for people to get stuck or stalled when they're trying to make a change, when they're trying to you know, do something new or build new skills. And trust me, if you create a group, as I already suggested, you're going to have a natural pool of people who want you to win and are rooting for you and are on the same journey. And if you don't, you can, you know, connect with people who are skilled in time management and most of them will want to help you because it's, it's fun. People like that. Next, I want you to remember that when there's a will, there's a way and don't give up. It's easy to give up. That's what happens with people. They hit a brick wall or they get stalled and they just decide to give up. And I'm just really asking you not to give up. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy road for you because I'm not you. But I'm saying there's support and you can do it. And it's, you know, it's got stunning benefits, just stunning. And you will get there. All right, here's the takeaways from this podcast. Anyone, and I'm serious, anyone can improve their time management skills with a little bit of effort. It's just a fact. Next, the benefits of growing your time management skills are so over the top and so extraordinary. It's worth the effort. And lastly, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Anyone can. As far as my call to action is, it's just time to start dealing with your life and getting the benefits from time management. It's just time. Like, what are you going to wait for next year because you don't have time? Next, it's time to realize that the benefits are worth it. 
and I'm asking you to share this podcast on social media to help other people because they need it. They need that support. All right, that's it. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 39, The Power of Time Management. I hope you're going to create a delicious adventure and boost your time management skills for better health, increased happiness, better mental health. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically and share this with the people you care about. You can connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my giveaway and connect with me. I appreciate you. I love you. Hang in there. Bye for now.